0: Welcome to An Academic's Life. I am your host, Genesee Carter. And in this episode, I am excited to talk about applying to graduate school. Whether you are an undergraduate thinking about graduate school, or whether you just finished your master's degree and you're thinking about a PhD or medical school. This is just a general advice that I have for you. I have five pieces of advice. So let's dive right in. Number one, I want you to research programs. And what that means is going to department websites, reading faculty bios, reading through the research they're doing. See if you there's hyperlinks to their publications or their books. Read through and see what faculty are interested in, what faculty courses are being offered, and what seems like a good match for you. Here's the thing, when you go to a graduate program, you're gonna have faculty on your committee, whether it's an exam committee, or whether it is a master's thesis committee, or whether it is a dissertation committee. And to get into a graduate program, faculty need to be interested in you, the work that you're doing as a researcher, a teacher, or a scientist, and where you're gonna go next. But you also need to make sure that you're gonna be working with faculty for the next two to four to eight years or more of the programs that you are applying to. So this is really about fit. And of course there's not, you know, you're not gonna love everything about your faculty members and your faculty members aren't gonna love everything about you but you do need to make sure that you're interested in what they're working on so that you're gonna to wanna to take classes from them and so that you're gonna to want to talk to them about the research that you're interested in doing. It's also just important to realize that when you're researching programs, you're getting a sense of what their values are and what is important to them. So look at any kind of mission statements or vision statements, look for trends or themes, in courses that they're offering, where they seem to be putting their time, what kinds of initiatives they have, and does that align with what you're interested in and what you care about? Now, I don't know anyone who has gone to a graduate program where they feel like it has been a 100% perfect fit, like a glove on a hand. I think there are always going to be criticisms of programs because people and programs are imperfect, but you want to be able to find a best fit or as good as possible of a fit for you. If you are thinking about you know, the, the age-old question of, well, what if I change my mind of what I wanna do? Hope is not all lost. You know, When we go to graduate pr- programs, the point is to continue learning and sometimes the interests that we have coming into the program switch. And sometimes we decide that programs are no longer a good fit, and that's gonna be my my last point, but it is okay if need be to switch graduate programs if that is a last result. So number one, research programs. See what they're doing, see what their values are, see if they're offering internships and programs that you're interested in. Also in that research component, see where their graduate students are going after they leave the program some department websites actually will include where their graduates have gone whether it's to a phd program or tenure track positions or a particular kind of industry you'll want to see that information and if you don't see that information that comes to point number two email I always thought that it was incredibly weird to send emails to professors and to the graduate directors of prospective programs. It is not weird. It's kind of like going on a um, speed dating experience where you get to know a little bit about the people who are there to see if you jive with them in any way. So what I would do and what I would recommend um, when I'm talking to my undergrads and my graduate students is to identify two or three people from a program that you're interested in learning more about them and developing a email exchange with them. And so one of those people could be the graduate director or they could just be all faculty. And you wanna write them a short, email so maybe 250 words to 400 words you definitely don't want it to be long um, you don't want to tell them all of the details about your life you want it to just be like a fact finding mission so sending them an email dear doctor you know smith and then move to the first body paragraph of that email where you could say something like i am a senior um, at William and Mary's studying underwater basket weaving. And I'm really interested in further studying the underwater basket weaving um, industry of mermaids in the South Pacific. This is not a real academic um, program of study, but we're making it up for, you know, example purposes and so in your introduction you tell them what you're studying what you're interested in studying and then you move and then and then you say you know i'm writing to see if my interests would align with the program and you can be that direct no one is going to be offended okay no one's going to be offended then the second paragraph of your email ask them a couple questions you say Oh, I noticed that you study the above basket weaving of the elephants of the African continent and the baskets they make. You know, can you tell me more about, and then ask them a question about their research. You know, break the ice a little bit. Ask them a little bit about what they do. Try to find that connection between what you're doing and what they're doing, and then in the final paragraph, you can just simply say, you know, I'm, I'm looking to find some more information about your program, what can, you tell, what can you tell me about the courses that might be interesting to me or I'm excited about, you know, this particular course that I see that you're teaching, will you send me the syllabus? So again, trying to open up that conversation in a natural and not forced way. And then you close with something very polite and very appreciative of their time. So thank you so much for your time and consideration. I appreciate your help or thank you so much for your time and consideration sincerely. And then your name. So it can be a short email and to faculty, you know, try to open up a conversation a little bit. This is not going to become a pen pal back and forth email exchange, but you're wanting them to stop and read your email and see that you've done a little bit of research about the work that they're doing, that you are trying to build some connections between what you're interested and they're interested in and then see what the response is. There may be faculty who never get back to you, and that is not a sign that um, it's a sign that you need to move on. I mean, that's what I would tell any of my students: is if you don't have faculty who respond, then that's a sign that they're too busy and or they're not interested. And I would not send them a follow up email. Um, And I wouldn't take it personally, but I think that gives you a good idea that maybe they're not the right person to send an email to or to ask. Some faculty will say, oh, you know, you should contact Dr. So-and-so over in this other department. Maybe they'll send you an idea of somebody else. Some responses will be no response. They will be lukewarm response. um, And they might be super excited. I remember when my husband was applying to different programs, he got one email back from a professor who just seemed totally excited that he had emailed her. And that was a really good sign of the working relationship that they had to come in his PhD program. And so you wanna look for the people who seem to be excited and interested in you. If you are gonna email their graduate director, you can say much of the same thing. You can also ask if on their website there's no information about where their graduates go next. You can ask them, you know, what, are the, what have the recent graduates been doing? Are they going on to PhD programs or what jobs have they received? And then you can also, you know, if you are not finding much about funding that is available, you can also ask them about what kind of funding is available. So that takes me to point number three, ask about funding and the jobs. My friends, if you're applying to graduate school, please promise me you are not going to go to a graduate school that you have to pay for out of pocket. I recognize in some disciplines like law, there is not a lot of funding available, but there is funding out there. And unfortunately, the way this story goes is if they really want you, they will get you funding. So... If you get at those crossroads where you have applied to all of your schools and no one is offering you any funding, I would say now is not the time to go to graduate school because, gosh darn it, unless you're going to go into an industry where you're making like, I don't know, shit ton of money to pay off your student loans. I just I feel that it is so unethical to go to a graduate program where you have to pay tens of thousands of dollars for a graduate degree and then, you know. How are you going to pay that off? Um, so ask about funding from the graduate director and ask about jobs. You can also, in your email to faculty, ask about funding as well and ask about jobs. There's nothing wrong with that to ask very similar questions of all of the, the faculty and folks who you email. I would not email the department chair straight out of the gate. So I would email faculty first and the graduate director first and ask those questions. No one, unless they're jerks, is going to go around saying, oh, did you hear that so-and-so sent me an email and they asked me these questions? Did did they email you? Did they ask you the exact same question? No one is gonna judge you for asking similar or exactly the same questions um, in your emails to folks. Now, if you wanna show a little bit of personalization You can change up your your language style or your paragraphing style to show that essentially you're not sending out a form email to everyone. Professors can sense when the emails they're receiving are form emails and professors don't like form emails. So put in a little bit of effort, but it is okay to ask similar questions of everybody on that list. So ask about funding, ask about jobs. Here's the other thing that I want to say. And Freakonomics podcast did a couple of great shows about university funding several years ago. So go look those up. But essentially, schools have money. (laughs) Schools have money regardless of what they want to say about their budgets. Unless they are truly bankrupt, they have money. And funding can be through being a research assistant so, that might include doing research for a professor, or doing research in a lab. You might get funding to be a teaching assistant. So, you might lead um, recitation sections, or you might be in a large section, you know, history class where you're doing some grading and maybe you teach one class. Or if you are in a field where teaching assistants become instructors of record, you would be the teacher in a classroom. And you would have the responsibility to develop the curriculum and to do the grading and to teach the lessons. So, and then there are also grants and fellowships and scholarships. There's lots of different ways to get funding. And so don't be afraid to ask those questions about funding but also don't be afraid to apply to really expensive schools. I never applied to any expensive schools because I just assumed, well, nobody told me that that I could get funding. And so I just said, oh, I'm not gonna apply to any of these private schools that I'm really excited about because I'm gonna have to pay for their tuition. Well, that's not true. Apply to the schools that you're interested in, regardless of how expensive they are, and see what funding is going to become available to you. Sometimes that is the only way to find out after you have applied and after they've read your application, you might find out that they're covering your funding with you know, an endowment fund or a scholarship fund um, that you wouldn't have known about by just reading the cost of tuition on their website. So you can apply to local schools and universities, or you can apply to some of those expensive schools and see what kind of funding you get. It should be a warning sign, I would say, if nobody that you email tells you about the jobs that their recent graduates have been getting or the programs that their recent graduates have been going off to. That suggests to me a couple of things. Number one, that suggests to me that there's not enough professional development with their graduates in that program, and so they are not setting their graduate students up for success after they leave the program. That also suggests to me that their program isn't competitive or well-regarded, and you want to know where their graduates are going. If, If... Everyone is just graduating and going to teach at a community college or going to work as Walmart greeters or going to work in coffee shops. That's concerning to me. And I don't think that I would want to apply to those schools. Okay. Number four, visit if you can. Some schools will offer funding to invite you out there. Some schools will have welcome days over Zoom and some schools you will have to pay to go visit. Get a sense of what the campus is like. Get a sense of what the graduate students are like. Can you feel that there's camaraderie or competition between them? Do they seem really high-strung or do they seem relaxed. Now graduate students are always going to be stressed out and nervous because of the scarcity mindset that we've talked about before. Go and get a sense. Are the professors that you emailed with who seemed excited to meet you, do they even show up? Do you even get a chance to meet them? Do they seem interested in you or are they running from one meeting to the next meeting and they don't even have time to talk to you? You want to go someplace where, I mean, of course, you know, visits feel weird and unnatural, but you want to go someplace where you feel like people are interested in you being there because you're going to be putting in a lot of work in a graduate program and you want faculty who are excited to work with you and you want to have graduate student colleagues who create the community that you're interested in. Now it is true that you could go to a school for a visit and everyone seems great. And then you get there and you realize that it was just a show and that sometimes does happen and it's very disappointing, but you have to then decide, are you just gonna follow through with the graduate program or is it so unbearable that you wanna leave? And that comes to my last point, point number five, switch. It is absolutely okay if you find yourself in in an unbearable situation to decide that you want to switch graduate programs. I've seen this successfully done time and time and time again, and talking about how to do that successfully is a conversation for another time. You never, let's say you're currently in a program and you want to switch, you never want to come out and just like complain (laughs) about the program you're currently in. You always want to frame it as, you know, finding that this new program is of a better fit and better aligns with your interests or your career trajectories or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Whatever you want to say. So you don't ever want to throw your current program under the bus, even if they are all jerks and they deserve it. So you can switch and you can do that successfully and just realize that. When you are in a program, decide, you know, when you get there, decide is it going to be a good fit for you and are you willing to power through the difficult times or do you really need to switch? And sometimes when you switch, it takes longer to get through a graduate degree, but you'll be happier. So don't worry so much about the sunk cost fallacy of, oh my gosh, but I got all my coursework done and I have to start all over. Well, if you're miserable in your current graduate program, maybe either go to therapy on campus to see if you can develop some strategies to help you be less miserable or decide that you truly need to switch and switch even if it does take longer. So, or, you know, the other thing that you could do is you could just take a leave of absence from a program and then decide later if you want to go someplace else or if you want to return. I mean, there are other options to what to do if you're in a program that makes you unhappy. But these five strategies, even though this is a quick overview of what to do when applying for graduate school, these five different elements that you need to be aware of will help you do the detective work that's necessary to find a program that's good for you. And I mean, sometimes like me, you get funding offered from only one program. And you take it and you go to that program, even if it's not, you know, the best fit for you, or even if you've decided that you're not as excited about it because you wanted to go to that other school, and you say, I'm going to make the best of it because I really want a PhD, and I don't want to take a year off, and I want to go do this thing, and and I'm going to go here. And if I decided to not go to the program that I went to for my PhD, or if I decided to take a year off, I wouldn't have met David, who became my husband, and I wouldn't have taken other kinds of classes or met other kinds of people who have shaped my life in important ways. So you alone can only make the decision about when you should go to graduate school, if you should switch, um, what programs you should get into. But go in with your eyes open. It is freaking hard work and professors are busy. And the better sense that you can get of the interests that you have and what faculty are gonna have similar interests as you and the funding that are available to you and the jobs that are available, Um, you will have the skills that you need to be successful and to make a good decision about what graduate school you need to attend. Thanks for listening, and I will talk to you later.